It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... Fin it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Welcome back to Generation Skywalker, and this is, of course, this month's Modern Way. And joining me, as they always are, I have got Craig Spy with me. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. Hello. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. How are you? I'm, I'm all good, mate. All good. Been enjoying your uh, your new videos, which we'll get onto shortly, but um, thoroughly enjoying them. Wonderful. Uh, we've also got Mark Daniels with me. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. How are you? Looking forward to chatting about some modern stuff. Yeah, no, I know. I, I quite enjoy the modern shows at the moment. It's, um, it's causing me to buy stuff. And it's, yes. It's concerning. Yeah, it's clogging up my life, actually. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be like, um, did you ever watch the episode of Collectibles with James Burns where he made his children sleep on Lego boxes? <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how it's turning out. But, uh, yeah. And uh, we've also got Daniel Burgess with us. Good evening, Dan. Good evening. You are, mate? Splendid. Good now, boys. Uh, it doesn't feel that long ago since we recorded The Modern Way, but it has been mega hectic, hasn't it, with announcements and releases. There's so many announcements to get onto. I know Dan foaming at the mouth to get onto Funko Pops in a bit. So uh, <laughs> lots and lots and lots to discuss. But let's just start off with our purchases. Now, I know there's probably some pre-orders in here. Just tell me what you've got, whether you want to talk about your pre-orders or not. But um, let's start with Craig. Well, ordered and ordered, purchased and arrived since we last spoke. I'm in receipt of the Black Series six-inch Heroes of Endor set, which we will chat about a bit later. And also, mega, mega purchase, although not technically mine. My other half, Kimberly, who is a big fan of Lego, loves the Mos Eisley level on Battlefront 2 and is a big fan of bars. I played her a little clip of Mark enthusing about the Lego Mos Eisley set um, from the last show, and yeah, 
she went online and ordered it. So that's arrived and we, we are, uh, well, we've made a dent in it. We've made the first bit. That That is two, two big purchases, really, it aren't really they? It really is, yeah. You've certainly invested in your modern this month. And um, I think yeah. both of those pieces are going to be spoke about very shortly. But what I will say is, anybody who's listening, Craig has done an unboxing of both of them, haven't you? Yeah, the first one was a little little whiz through, but then I, I I upped my game a little bit for the second one and actually spoke into the microphone and explained what was going on. So uh, yeah, a little bit longer, a little bit more detailed. I hope, I hope you're doing a time lapse of the Lego build. Crossed my mind, but you know it, it it comes out and gets put away again, so it's hard to kind of keep the camera in the right place. But well, that's just that's just an excuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Mark. Yes, I have got hold of a Lego canteen myself, so um, it's standing proud at the moment in its box where it shall remain, uh, because I don't intend on building it. Uh, I think what I will probably end up doing is keeping one in the box, and uh, my son, Zach, has taken a very strong uh, liking to it, so I will probably see if we can get hold of one that has had all the figures uh, removed from it and obviously sold and see if we can pick one of those up relatively cheap so that he can build it and or rather we can build it and he can interact with uh, all the lego figures that he's already got which he's got that's so. really cruel mark that's really cruel so he's there he's looking at it and he can't open it yeah no absolutely <laughs> no no he, he, he's, he's pretty good like that you know he, he knows when something is going to stay in its box and when <laughs> stuff in my cabinet so yeah no it's um gotta be cruel to be kind mate i'm afraid well you you are going to be chatting about the cantina shortly aren't you mark so uh we will keep back any more details of it for the minute but dan uh you've been uh purchasing away as well haven't you i've got three items so i've got the the premium elite figure of uh director krennic so it's like kind of a it's almost like an action figure or an action man doll version of the elite figures with all soft goods clothes um cut the spare sets of hands and blasters and all sorts he looks really good so i've got him in my rogue one display and i've also got the black series mandalorian in his beskar armor so i've got that through now in the new packaging and also i managed to get to pre-order and i've already received the armorer the uh the celebration exclusive one so i've got that in hand as well nice plenty of pre-orders dropping in pre-ordered the wampa there was a good point actually on one of the the facebook groups i read earlier about some of these pre-orders and these chasing because they're getting sold out literally within hours aren't they some of them in less than an hour i've read a few people saying that it was taking the fun out of actually collecting because you've got to be online at this time to have any chance of getting a figure so uh I think it only takes the fun out if you don't manage to get one. <laughs> I think that's the reality, isn't it? If you get one, you, you're happy as a sandboy, but if you miss yeah, out, then yeah, you're kicking takes, yourself. Yeah, I've, I've pre-ordered a lot of stuff, so I'm not going to talk about them until they've actually arrived. But bits in hand, I have did go and get the Black Series DJ R3X, but I'm not doing a Star Tours. Oh, yeah, of course you're um, not. No, no, I'm not, I'm not going down that route. I do like the figure, and I like we'll keep him in his box. He's quite nice. And my ESB Darth Vader has come in the new box, but I have ordered Luke. But he hasn't arrived yet. And I have got my Wampa in hand. It arrived a couple of days back, which I like. We'll be talking about that shortly. And I did decide about, I think it was about eight, nine days ago. Um, I think it was at one of my children's clubs and sitting, you know, while you, they're doing their clubs, sitting around. I decided that I was going to do a solo shelf in my office. And obviously I'm going to be moving into my garage next year. I thought, ah, oh, there's 15 Black Series figures. That includes the Emperor's Nest and her bike. I'll get all them and uh, do a shelf. I've got some. I've already bought some lighting. Bought a sound box. So I'm going to try to take some sounds from the, uh, the show and, and I'm going to unpack them all. So I'm only needing 
two of those figures. I have cracked on pretty hard with that in a week. Yeah, just need just need two of them. But like I said, I am gonna gonna do a little practice shelf before I get my garage. I bought a sound box. I thought I can take some clippings from the um from the film of the best scenes. Have a little button on the end of the shelf and uh make it all atmospheric. What what scenes from Solo for a few seconds do you think are oh, I should put on that? I I think the trailer music. Yes, yeah, that's a good shout, Craig. Good shout. I think I can have up to twenty recordings on it, so I could put a mix and match on there. But that is a good shout because it was quite a nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was cool. But my solo shelf was kind of like a. It was a very quick decision and done on a bit of a whim. But I was just wondering, boys, you know what? What are your long term projects with modern? I like a long term project. Now, Dan, you're doing a Rogue One at the moment. Yeah. Um, where are you going with that? How? What are you actually looking at doing with it? So I've got a, a, a space on my wall. I'm thinking of I've got the the kind of the the teaser poster that was given out a celebration for the Rogue One panel. So I've always wanted to get that framed up and then kind of have a couple of shelves under it, probably similar to what Craig's done with his with his um kind of movie themed displays and have that poster with with the the elites in front of it. And I'm also I'm thinking about starting to pick up all of the vintage collection Rogue One figures as well and have them displayed alongside it. But that looked quite nice. I've already got most of it already with the elites. <laughs> I'm boxed or uh, keep them in the boxes. I'll keep them in the boxes. They look the the trouble with the elites are the the droids. I think we've already covered this. The droids are great, but the human characters. I think their feet joints tend to get a bit loose and they topple over. So I think they're better off in the boxes. Yeah, nice, nice. Craig, you must have a a, a little project on the go. You've always got something in your head. Well, it's interesting. Isn't it? I mean, the Endor set, which we'll talk about in a minute, kind of brings together, brings to a close kind of one of them. I think a lot of my modern collecting is is more tactical than strategic at the minute because they didn't do the diecast elites for Solo. That feels like a gap in in my modern collection, and maybe I'll get around to doing something similar to what you've been doing. I will keep watching what Disney Elite do with the diecast and see where that goes. I didn't get excited about that last little R5 droid. Didn't didn't go chasing after that. The tiki stuff I will still continue to add to, but I can't ever see myself getting everything. I think when they bring out something that's a new shape or new design, I think the land speeder I saw recently, we looked at that, um, might be coming up. That looks quite cool. I will stay on top of the canon books. That's modern. I think Star Wars Squadrons will feature sometime in the near future um, on the gaming front. But again, that'll be more Kimberly than me. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, looking at what they did with that Tantive Corridor, if they're going down that route and they're turning out more of that stuff, if if they do that Death Star Corridor, if they do the detention block hexagonal corridor with the orange lights, you know, I could I could see myself really going for that. But keep my fingers crossed that they will look at that. If the Tantive one sells well. Um, but other than that, not a hard and fast plan for anything, really. You said yeah. listing loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I say, you sound like you've got quite a lot. And obviously, you did tell us on the last show you were doing a complete trooper <laughs> timeline of, of troopers. Which yeah, is, yeah, that as well. Actually, the um, solar figures, I can't wait to start unpacking them. Moloch looks incredible figure. Can't wait to slip that one out of the case. They were really good figures. I mean, the hand and the Lando were really good. The face is really good on those. They were... Yeah, actually, I, I even ordered the um, the hand solo Lego speeder because I thought I've got room just on the end for that. And then I had to thought, well, how am I going to display that? So I then found a really good website where they've got stands for every Lego set. Just type in the Lego number. It has a direct stand for it, which was good fun as well. Yeah. So, yeah, got a lot to come, actually. And you're talking about Tiki. That's going to be my big thing because well, maybe I'll keep it for next month. But um, my garage is now starting to take plan of when it will be uh, starting to get 
developed. So tiki yeah. mugs are going to be coming in very soon. That's, as what I, uh, that's what we need a time lapse of your garage. Yeah, I will do because um, especially got someone coming in to do it. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye on move them. quickly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Camera in the corner. Don't don't mind this boys for a YouTube video. <laughs> Mark, what about you? I'm seriously looking at uh, maybe getting some Mandalorian stuff. Very, very tempted. I think a lot of the stuff I'm seeing from Mandalorian looks very, very good. And I think if season two shapes up to be as strong as season one, then yeah, I think that could be the, the you know, the, the push that will just send me over the edge with it. But um, my vintage collection slowed right down. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, sort of contemplating. I don't think I'll probably focus on any one particular thing, just whatever takes my fancy. Yeah, Rogue One. I think Dan Dan's putting a Rogue One sort of focus together. I'm tempted to put some Rogue One bits together because uh, that's the uh, fourth favourite Star Wars film as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yeah. To say, Mark, yeah, I think Rogue One's a good, a good shout. The only thing that annoyed me with Black Series, they never released one of the characters, did they, from the crew? Who was it? Is it Bodhi? Yeah, Bodhi Brook. Yeah, that would really irritate me. I mean, I'd probably probably make quite me quite angry. But never mind. Star Wars Rogue One figures and vehicles help the rebels escape the Empire. Call in the Death Trooper. Summon the U-wing. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. You can collect Star Wars toys to build your forces and join the rebellion. Right. So, topic one this month. We've all had bits arrive. We've all just actually, I think we've all just mentioned them, but. We obviously give our opinions on things when we see them online, maybe one photo. But there has been some quite big pieces being being released. And between the four of us, we do have some of these pieces in hand. So I thought maybe we'd just, for topic one, break us in for the month. Just have a little a little review of what we think of the packaging and the items we've purchased, how much they cost, whether it's good value for money, etc., etc. So I'm coming to you first, Craig, and the Endor Rebel set which sold out very, very quickly. It did. It sold out, what, about an hour, less than an hour? I was very lucky to get hold of it, really, and very excited about it. It's a long time since I've been this excited about a, a kind of modern thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to dwell on this. If you want a full, in-depth review in Glorious Technicolor, then go over to our YouTube channel, because I did have the presence of mind to film it while I was unboxing my first proper unboxing video. So uh, yeah, please be kind. But yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I mean, overall, it's it, there's a lot, a lot of good stuff about it. It's such an impressive piece of packaging just from the get-go. There's an outer sleeve. It's got spot UV varnishing on it. It's just screams premium. And the figures and the accessories uh, held within are all top quality. One of them's not as good as some of the others which um which i'll get to but it, it's just overall it's 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 a wonderful bit of kit and just shows that they are you know hasbro are trying they're trying to push the envelope a little bit certainly with with the packaging but also with the figures i mean the, the likenesses on on the figures are, are top notch so you know overall very very happy with it the negatives such as they are um and again i talk about this at some length on the on the video but the, you know they've, they've built this box and it's quite a innovative piece of cardboard engineering um, and sometimes where you push things uh too far they don't quite work and there's just a couple of you know the angles on some elements of the boxes are so sharp that you know the folds don't quite work sort of odd creases and things but the worst thing is that they've kind of clearly built this thing and realized sort of down the line that they need to sort of reinforce the joins and the, the the access points so they've used these 
sort of sticky labels, these oval sticky labels, which are shiny on a on a matte box, and they just stick out like a sore thumb. And then there's two whacking great big lumps of sellotape, you know, that have got the serrated edges that you get if you use a an, an office sellotape dispenser. So they've just clearly whacked these on after the, you know, after they've been put together. So it just sort of detracts a little bit if you are keeping this in the box and having that on display, which I didn't. I opened it. And again, you know, there's lots of little hidey holes and things because the way this has been constructed, you know, there's lots of kind of little bits of dead space behind bits of scenery that they've created um, that they could have put, you know, things like the trench coat in. But again, you know, like they do with, with carded figures and they, they shove things at the bottom of the bubble like those leaflets. They've got this trench coat in a little bag taped to the side of the inside of the uh, uh, of the kind of window, the box window. So that's a that's a bit of a kind of missed opportunity to, to neaten that up. Um, the thing I was sort of most disappointed with was, was kind of the lightness of Luke once I got him out and compared him to what would have been, I think, um, it's about 2014, the, the old Luke jedi which i had in my display and i compared them side by side the likeness was just that it was just a little bit off for all the kind of new technology in the in the face printing it, it wasn't still wasn't as as overall gave off that hamilness that you kind of want your figures to when they're supposed to represent a human so um, i ended up sort of keeping keeping that but the other figures are just they're, they're, they're brilliant and that speeder bike is a beautiful piece of work but it looks to me when you put the helmet back on it's it's suddenly transformed back into luke somehow it's almost like it's being created with that on it's just that once you take it off and again side by side comparison which you can see for me you know it, it threw me out I, I was fully expecting this new one to be to blow it out of the water um given that it's you know quite a number of years after this this uh this one was was made and it's, it's just i don't know just didn't didn't have the right feel so yeah him and the the speeder bike might get sold on separately recoup some of my costs <laughs> You know, value for money wise, I think it works out. It's about about twenty three pound an item if you lead the bike, so it feels fair to me. Yeah, about right, isn't it? With what you're paying, obviously the boxes is quite nice. The trees are nice, aren't they? In the Luke side, <laughs> yeah. The, well, the, the Luke side particularly, it's um, you know you, you slide these things out without too too much kind of harm to the box and if you wanted to display him kind of in this little kind of movie scene diorama but the way they've constructed out of the card and they've got they've just rolled bits of card around to make these tree trunks yeah they've really thought about it it's it's a, it's a lovely lovely thing yeah i must admit the box does look nice yeah i would urge everybody to go and check out his video because it is quite good he's got both luke's in hand side by side so what he's talking about there you can you can see all that and um yeah nice item nice item so big thumbs up from your purchase yeah yeah i'm really really happy with it Good start. Good start. So I was going to bring up the Wampa. When we covered this on the podcast, I thought, oh, it does sound good. And then, then it came up for pre-order. I think it was only something like thirty one ninety nine in this country. Something along those lines. So I thought, yeah, good, good purchase. It's arrived and it's a lot heavier than what I was expecting it to be. But but the box has got like a, a mirrored effect on it all the way around. It's it's very, very difficult to take a photo of to be actually able to see the um see the image. The box is amazing. Like we we spoke about when we were on the um did the initial review of it. It's a massive throwback to the to the Kenner era box. It's it's got everything uh, you could want on it. Like what you've just said, Clay. This has actually got an awful lot of tape on it again, all over the place. Two bits coming over onto the actual front of the box. You you can't really see it because of the mirrored effect, but it is there. There's a lot of it. But um overall, I think I think it's a beautiful beautiful piece. Now I haven't actually got it out of the box. I haven't decided. To me, it's more about the box than the toy for me. It has 27 points of articulation 
only 17 areas so some of them like uh have got two joints on certain things so there's a hell of a lot you could you could actually pose this with uh, and his right arm's removable if you want him in a diorama with luke chopping his arm off what i've seen about the figure as well the figure looks amazing um i know it's a repack from when was the original one out five six years ago but... something like that it came packed with luke hoff didn't it yeah, and it had blood around his face. I think that's the only real change is the blood. On the whole, I think I think the box is amazing. I would uh, I would urge people to go and get it. It's big, it's heavy, but um, like I said, not easy to photograph. But I think there's something about that that mirrored effect, which is kind of that forward effect, has kind of made it look quite a classy item. When you photograph it for the uh, enhanced version, please please have some clothes on. <laughs> I'm afraid I can't do that, mate, in case I get any dirt on them. <laughs> Off the um, off the light splashback. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that's a problem. <laughs> I did find that if you put if you put heavy spotlights onto it, so it's it's lit up to start with. It then does photograph. But um, I would seriously, I know Mark, but you know Empire's your favourite film. If you can get hold of one of them, I would seriously urge get one. I think you'd really enjoy it. I think it'd look amazing with your probe droid focus. Right then, Dan, something that's came out and seemed to have been packed and delivered very, very quickly. Now, I know there's a second version that's coming out which with less um, items with it. I've given you the Black Series Armourer from, um, from the Mandalorian. So it's the celebration that never happened exclusive it's it was 29.99 and yeah it was up for pre-order during the well i think maybe a what a week ago i've got mine yesterday and it is it's gorgeous so i think it's pretty similar to the cad bane packaging on the on the international exclusive we saw i think we talked about it last month or even a month before it was a while ago wasn't it that's with the slip case isn't it yes yeah, so it's got nice. the kind of the angled off edge with the with the artwork of the uh, the new style artwork um, that they're using on the on the corners of these packages and the slip case opens out it goes only goes so far it's not it's all one piece so there's obviously some sort of cardboard mechanics going on inside the slip case to stop you pulling it all the way out so it, it's, it holds itself in one piece um, and yeah you pull it out and it reveals the um, the armor inside um, there's no kind of cellophane protecting her you can reach in and fiddle about with a figure if you want to it's, it's strapped in, in under some bands but it's, you can look in and touch it um it looks a great figure i think you know it's a fairly detailed costume that she wears so with the leather skirt it's got all the different layers to it and that's a got a nice effect to it and i've seen some videos of the reverse of the figure as well so there's some nice detail there um in terms of the exclusives with this set so i think the general release comes with um kind of a standard set of hammer and tongs so a kind of weapons of choice when she's taking out uh, half a dozen stormtroopers but with this set you also get the mandalorian's helmet that on the reverse of the helmet it's kind of looks like it's being forged so it's kind of got a red a red glow to it and then there's a second set of hammer and tongs that have also got a, an orange glow so you make you know so you can in your diorama almost have a, a whack in the helmet with this hammer and tongs and forging the helmet i think this exclusive as well the other exclusive bit is the, the small cape that she wears around her shoulders is is it's material it's a material cape rather than a hard plastic one that they've got on the on the general release but yeah it look, looks great um i've got all of the mandalorian figures so far pretty much um in terms of armored mandalorian figures and they all look great and you know it's a great addition to that to that set I read somewhere that this is the first helmeted character that's actually got a head underneath the helmet. I know though it's not a removable helmet. So if I just send you, send you this image, you can kind of see it inside the helmet. Someone had removed the helmet. Would you like to see what it looks like? I have I have the image right here. It's unusual for them to have to have a head like that. Then helmet was normally just attached to the figure. So an interesting uh, 
thing. I wonder whether you're going to see if the helmet comes off in series two, whether that will be adapted to a character. Um, as you can see on the image, it's got Jez's forehead. Oh, there is. Oh, is that is that legit? Is it? That's legit. Yeah, someone had taken the helmet off. Oh, okay. Off. So, so I thought uh, it was just a ball joint. No, they normally are. That's what they were yeah. saying. This is the first one. It, and it looks like it is. If you just look at it, I can't. Yeah, because it's in plastic, so I can't tilt the head back. But that's yeah, that's that's pretty good to know. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the package, the packaging is great. I think we've been talking about tape a bit. There are a couple of of these round sellotape discs um, on there, but it's all on the kind of the back end of it. So if you've got it displayed open against the wall or at the side with the with the kind of art image showing, you you can't see the tape. So not really a problem on this one. But yeah, pleased with that. So three thumbs up, and I've got a feeling it's going to be an all-round thumbs up because uh, we've already touched on this. Mark, the Lego Cantina, in hand, everything you thought it was? And more. Uh, Does not disappoint. I think it's looks like it's pretty much universally loved by um, a lot of the Lego collectors as well. It's gone down very, very well. It's a very popular set. Uh, looks like stock has been pretty short in some instances, people sort of complaining that they can't get a hold of one i ordered mine online so it came through the post i'd read some real nasty <laughs> nasty stories of boxes getting damaged because it's a big old lump yeah mine did come through with a couple of they've got like you know those uh, nylon strips that they uh, you know the straps that they put around the, the packaging that's that kind of cut into the box a, a tiny bit there's very very little outer packaging uh, outer protection for the box um, so when mine came, yeah, there was a tiny bit of damage in the box, but I think I'm going to overlook that and uh, not let it spoil my enjoyment of looking at it. I think it's a fantastic item, and it's been well covered on this podcast, I know, but judging by reactions online, I think it's gone down incredibly well. Oh, do you know what? The more I look at it, I, just, I don't think it'll be too long before I, uh, I pull the trigger on that. It is stunning. Now, Craig, you've also got this as well. The packaging is beautiful. As a build, how many, how many pages are in that book? Because I built the Death Star recently, and that book was a big book. I'm take, a, thinking this is similar. Yeah, it's a, it's a big book, and it's and it's beautifully done. I think what's interesting about it is it's 105 pages, but it's you know it's more than an instruction manual. You kind of open it up there. There's a nice little message from the creative lead from the Lego design team, and little sort of photos of them and kind of the love that's gone into it. I mean, these these are kind of Lego rock stars, aren't they? And they're getting their little moment in the intro of the book, which is great. Um, but then some nice kind of behind the scenes shots of you know ones that you don't see very often. Some nice shots of the speeder and some of the kind of lesser you know, darker corners of, of Moss Eisley that you don't often see on a, on a lot of the promo, promotional images. So it's a, it's a really nice uh, book. But yeah, some of those pages towards the end just uh, <laughs> yeah, boggle the mind. I'll start at the beginning with the easy bits. The first bit of the build is the, the, the speeder, the speeder with the three kind of squared off kind of engine parts at the back. So it's uh, kind of breaks you in nicely. Nice. And I'm, I'm just on the Lego the lego.com at the moment there is it is available currently on here for 320 quid and there's some reviews on here it's just five star five star five star and then i'm just trying to look because one jackass has given it a one star and i just wanted to see what they had actually <laughs> actually <laughs> written too much baby there's always one normally no no actually I'm, i i don't i don't give bad uh, bad reviews because it just seems to have wasted my time why is giving it one star because of lack of stock and I couldn't get the product. So you give it one star. You, you damage the star rating of the item because you couldn't get it. You know what? Per colating 856, you're a mug. Shamed and shamed. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> but um, it's got 18, 
18 plus year wise on it. Do you think that's that's fair? Do you think? No, I think it should be younger than that. I think. But it is a lovely piece. So thumbs up. And also, there is an unboxing. Craig is getting the box out, getting the book out, and uh, shows you a little bit about it again over on our YouTube channel. So, boys, four great items. I think everyone's very, very pleased with what they got, what they spent their money on there. And um, there's all ranges there. You know the the Wampa, the Armorer, the cheaper end, the Rebel set kind of mid-range, and then obviously the Lego Cantina, that higher end range spectrum. But thumbs up for all items from RT. to keep having big announcements and uh, topic two this month has got another one we've talked about the uh, best big gantry which we didn't not the gantry was it it was the freeze chamber playset which we didn't like and last month we had the tanta v corridor which we all really liked in fact i've pre-ordered one this month we've had the biggest announcement i think of them all the most current haslab project for the finished collection razor crest this thing is a beast and uh, Craig, I'm going to hand over to you to describe this thing. I want you to describe it like we've never seen it. Describe it like you've never seen it. So if you're not familiar with the Razor Crest, um, it's it's the Mandalorian's ship uh, and it's kind of half fighter, half van, I guess. It's a utilitarian vehicle, isn't it? It reminds when I first saw it, it reminded me it's almost like a cross between Firefly had that kind of utility kind of feel of Firefly for those who are familiar with that amazing show, but also some of the stylings of Nell from Battle Beyond the Stars. It had that kind of those two bits that come off. If you're familiar with Nell, you might have some people Googling, um, but it's huge. It's uh, this is a, this is a toy. We're talking about a toy that is scaled to fit uh, three and three quarter inch uh, action figures. Uh, and it's given that scale, it's coming out at 30 inches long which is a you know a good length for a for a toy spaceship 20 inches wide and 10 and a half inches tall so there's it's got some presence but because it's that size they can pack a lot in you know it's it doesn't get too fiddly when you're dealing with that scale so it does a lot of stuff so the cockpit opens it's got a fully detailed interior i think three seats in there that you can you can seat your passengers for those familiar with the show the scene where the jowers kind of start to break down the uh the ship for scrap you can kind of recreate that to a certain degree because you've got detachable kind of engines and removable hull panels so you can start to give it this kind of distressed look like a pack of jowers have been at it inside there's the weapons locker which is a kind of nice scene where he opens up his uh his box of tricks and you see all the kind of guns and and, and kind of blasters and things in there a lot of it's removable so you're getting a whole kind of shitload of weapons and accessories part of this thing the carbon freezing kind of unit 
It's got uh, sort of working hooks and bits and pieces for that. Cargo netting. It's got all the all the gubbins you'd wanna you'd wanna have in there if you were going to go out around the galaxy and uh, carbon freezing your quarry. The back opens. There's a side door that opens with the with a, a ramp. The landing gear. I think a removable rather than retractable, so you can have it in flight mode or you can have it parked up. There's a laser gun that you can pull out and shoot things in space. Um, he's even got a little bunk bed that he can go to bed in and uh, hide if he needs to. And like the uh, the sail barge came with uh, Yak Face, this comes with the figure as well, and it comes with a, a new uh, version of the Mandalorian that uh, comes with a get a fabric cape so he can slide in and out of the um, the cockpit easily. But one thing it doesn't come with, and I think I'm right in saying this, it doesn't come with the tiny little knob on the gear shift because that comes with the figure of the child. Is the figure of the child included with this? No. Not yet. It's one of the targets. Targets if you if it hits so many backers it will yeah. it will then include the figure. Right, okay. So if it hits ten thousand it'll come with a child. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, interesting. Thank you, Craig. Brilliant. So Mark, how how much is it gonna cost? What are your thoughts on it? Because you either love or hate pieces of modern. There doesn't seem to be much middle ground with you. So I'd be interested to know where you sit with this. It'd be interested to know how much it's gonna cost. Is that it, you know? I don't know whether there's been a, a UK price or whether it's the same price. Um, I think it's 250 quid. Uh, that's how much is on uh, Zavi, and I think it's worth every penny. I think it's a fantastic item. I was a massive, massive fan of um, Jabba's uh, sail barge, the Katana. I think that was fantastic. It was uh, Hasbro giving fans the ability to purchase something and own something which was really quite substantial. And you've only got to look at some of the resale, resale values of that particular item. If you are looking for a, an investment piece, and I will always say when it comes to collecting, never buy for investment. Always buy because you really love something. But if at the back of your mind, a uh, resale value or you know potentially the ability to make some money on an item, I don't think you can go far wrong with this. I think this is going to be a future must-have especially if season two and subsequent seasons of the Mandalorian shape up to be as strong as season one. Mandalorian is a very, very firm fan favourite. And I think anything related to that, especially toy-wise, is going to be highly sought after, very much in demand. And judging by the sales of this thing, the pre-sales of this thing, you know, this is... This is going to be one of the item must-have items uh, Mandalorian fans are going to want in their collection. I mean, it's a huge chunk. I, I love the ship. I think it's got as much charm and as much character as the Falcon. I think they've really sort of hit the nail on the head. They've captured exactly what certain things about Star Wars, what resonates with fans. And as much as you know, the living characters play a big part, some of the inanimate, uh, non-organic things are as important and the falcon being one of those things and i i, I love it i think it's great and i think I, i'm sorely sorely tempted to buy one myself that's a big appraisal of it there you as good as the falcon i like that i like your, your positivity towards it it's got potential to be as, as, as good as the falcon the way they're going with it I, I love the design of it i love the look of it they've captured that kind of used side of star wars which is really prevalent and people you know fans absolutely go mad for 
And I love the design of it. I think it's great. I think it's a really lovely looking ship. It's good that we've seen quite a bit of the inside of it as well during the show, isn't it? Yeah, it's compact. And what Craig said, is it being like a, a van? I think that's <laughs> I think that pretty much sums up what it is. It's a space van. It's great. I know you're saying about Mandalorian fans were wanting it, but it's the size of the thing, isn't it? We, we've spoken in the past about, especially in the UK, about uh, compact spaces for collecting. I mean... You've got to you've got to dedicate a, a hell of a lot of uh, collecting area. I think what you need to do with this is buy a piece of glass or perspex, stick it on the top, and use it as a coffee table. Yeah, well, I tell you something. We we just heard that Mark in the start of the show said the long term project could possibly be a Mandalorian focus, and I've got a feeling this may just be the first piece of that puzzle. There is a method in my madness, mate. Now, Dan, obviously, this is on the old HasLab. It's, it needs backers to be able to put it into production. I think they were looking for 6,000, was it, to, to make sure it was to produce it. And then there was different milestones to unlock it. So how has the target been going? Is it? So they opened it up on with the Pulsecom, whenever that was on. The, I think it was on the Friday night they announced it. So it was that last Friday. It closes on the 9th of November. So we've still got 34 days. If you want to get yourself one of these, 35 days. The original target was 6,000. If it hit 6,000, that unlocked an escape pod that was going to be an extra part of the ship. So that's that's in play now. And then now they're at 9,795 backers. And so if they get another 205, yep, 205, that unlocks the baby Yoda. So yeah, there's a long way to go yet. I'm not sure if there's a, they haven't announced any more kind of stretch goals beyond that. But yeah, the 10,000 is the next is the next marker. But you do find I can remember the katana being quite a quite a slow and then the couple of days right before the end of it, just the backing of it was was humongous. And uh, yeah, so the chances are this is going to hit 10,000. I would imagine quite comfortably. The other bit with this, I don't, and apologies, Craig, if if you if you called this out, is the Mandalorian figure that it comes with comes with a soft goods cape. So I imagine that's going to be a carded Mandalorian figure. So I imagine they'll bring that out on a general release because it's the best car armor Mandalorian. But this one in particular has got a fabric cape so he can sit in the chair. I can't wait to see it all painted up. But yeah, interesting. So if you're in the UK, you can order that on Zavi. So we we can get in on the fun on this one. So I know for the sale barge last time we, we missed out because it would only ship in US and Canada. And then we got some shipped over that were available on eBay. So they were put on eBay at a designated time for that one. But this one, yeah, we, we can get in the mix with those now and start ordering them on, on Zavi um, so exclusively. Is, is Zavi the only place in the UK? Because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm aware that HasLab is the only place you can order it in the States. Yeah, so they've partnered with Zavi on it. I'm not sure whether the numbers being sold in the UK are translating into that overall number that's being sold. I'm assuming it does somewhere, but I'm not sure if you click on Zavi, I want to buy this, it immediately jumps onto Pulse that you've ordered it as well. So I'm not sure if that's just US backers or if it's if it's everyone in the world that's ordering it. It is a nice piece, isn't it? I can't just... Do you know what? It wasn't on my radar. I'd looked at it, but it wasn't on my radar until about three minutes ago. And I've got the pictures up. It is nice. So, gents, the big question is, will you or would you consider ordering this if so, why? If not, why not? Uh, Mark, you've just said you're sorely tempted. What I, I, what I, I kind of comparison I, I, numbers are that? What what percentage are you tempted? 99%, mate. Oh, so basically uh, it's going to be a goer. To be finished talking, I'm, 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 I'm probably going to order it. That's how strong <laughs> Wow. That is, uh, I wasn't expecting that figure to come back. That is strong. That is strong. So, Mark's in on it and there enough. Craig? Yeah, Mark's buying it, so I don't have to. I'm going to go around and stand with Zach and just look at the box. <laughs> <laughs> Can't touch it, though, Craig. That's all right. <laughs> 
I just uh, I think space, space and it's not really something I'm focusing on or looking at. Um, you know, might regret that down the line, but yeah, it's I think space is it's always an issue for me. These things, you know, I've got to I've got to find somewhere to put a whole bloody uh, more sizely Lego set. Dan, now you are you've been picking up bits and pieces from the Mandalorian. I don't think I'll be getting this. It's, it is. It's too big. If I bought it, it'd end up in the loft, and then it becomes an investment, and then. I'm thinking if there's 10,000 of them sold, are they going to be that hard to get hold of if I wanted to go and get one? So, yeah, at the minute, I've got well, I've got a month and a half to change my mind, but at the minute, yeah, I'm not going for it. How's that for a straight answer? I totally get it. It certainly wasn't on my my radar. If space was a new, I'd, I'd be all over it. If I had a, you know, a massive collecting room, I'd have it you know front and centre. I'd have a nice kind of island in the middle of the collecting room with it sat on top. You know, it'd be by the place, but, yeah, I just haven't got that luxury, unfortunately. I'll have to wait till the kids have all gone out, all left and then, yeah, take over one of their bedrooms and then go and buy one uh, from eBay and then display it and kick myself for overpaying. You can buy you can buy mine for a grand, Dan. But it, there is something to be said, though, for the numbers that this is clocked up. So I think the Katana, that clocked up just over 5,000. This is this is nearly at 10 and it's still a month to go. There'll be a rush at the end as well. So are they going to be, you know, because you can buy a maximum of five of them on Pulse. So I'm, I'm wondering how many of these you know, independent toy shops are going around and buying multiples and they're going to have them at retail, you know, probably with a nice markup. So the, the figure's being advertised now on, on Zavi with the ship. But the... The, the little the, Yoda. I, I think there's no two ways. It's only got 205 more. It's only got to sell 205 yeah, more. I, I think I it's locked think into it's that. A He's got him on, on the card. It's got an image of him on the card with his crib thing. He's got the little ball, which we were talking about, the gear knob. Um, have you got the... Can you see the card back he comes on? Have you got the image of the card yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can... Uh, what, just... what does the name of the planet say? It's got a name of a... Pl- it says the child yeah, and then Navarro. the planet. See, there must be... The reason they've put Navarro on there, because he just looks like Baby Yoda. I think they're going to re-release that figure on a card back with a different planet name on it. I can't imagine they're never going to release another Baby Yoda on a vintage card back. So it's, it's not really a draw for me to get that. That's not enough to push it over the line. It's got to be someone else, another figure they could do. Because with, with the Katana, they did Yak Face on a Power of the Force card back, which you can only get in that set. And that's that's one of the big that was one of the big kind of lead-ins for a lot of people because it was what, one of the it was going to be one of the lowest production figures ever. If you wanted to get that Yak Face, I mean, it's already kind of <laughs> Yak Face causes all kinds of trouble already in the vintage world. But that 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 carded Yak with that um with that set is one of the lowest numbered carded figures in existence. So that baby Yoda hitting ten thousand, it's not enough of a draw for me. I don't think they need to do something more. It was um shame they haven't put someone like someone like Quill in it who we haven't seen a figure of um, yeah at that size because or a little gang of Jawas something something just to yeah that you'd only ever get with that set because baby Yoda he's yeah they'll they'll release him on a card I'm sure. What about that fellow? He, he he captured right at the start of Mandalorian episode one the the fish looking guy that that figure would go well in that set I think, I think. yeah. Maybe a carbonite block of, of that character. Or well, what's her name? Who uh, ran the garage, Docking Bay 94, and a few little pit droids. Yeah. yeah. Just something that's out because Baby Yoda, he's, he's a main character. You want you want something that's a little bit out there that, you know, you'll probably never get again. You don't know. I mean, I reckon there could well be another announcement towards the end of it, given the, the, the strong sales. You never know. It might surprise us and put something really cool in there, but... But it's only it's not even been a fortnight yet, is it? And it's so and it's already at ten thousand, so you've got to be I reckon what you've got to be looking at another third on top of that, maybe fifteen thousand they'll get to. Well it says here on, on Zavi, so tier two revealed revealed at eight thousand backers, unlocked at ten thousand backers. It does stay on the stay on the bottom, stay tuned to Zavi. 
that it's suggesting that when it hits 10,000 backers, something else will be revealed and yeah. then obviously unlocked probably at 12,000, judging by right. the numbers they're going on. The more this gets pre-ordered, the more we're going to see added to it, I'd imagine. I think it's uh, going to be a long game on there, but... The price is better. I know we were just saying about the Katana only have 5000 but the Katana was twice the price of this, wasn't it? It was $500. Which, oh, I, I kicked myself I didn't buy one of those. If I knew that my garage was going to be done sooner rather than later, I would have been all over one. But yeah, this is tempting. Tempting. I, I can I can see the draw of it, but the size of it. Mm, yeah. Food for thought. It'd be interesting to know how many, how many listeners are on the case of this. But I, I think generally a thumbs up for the item. Absolutely. The Razor Crest is, uh, I mean, the I, you know, I, I, I was, I was just shooting yesterday, and I, I, I won't, I won't say obviously what we were doing, but the never mind I, well, I, I, okay I, I have an actual answer for this I'm I too think, afraid I feel like each um, ship uh, kind of takes on its own personality, personality. Yeah. and yeah. so for the show the Razorcrest and for the yeah. Mandalorian having that be his ship I think it takes on his personality I think you were reading my mind yeah and no, so I feel I, like it's, it's mysterious it's badass yeah. it's maybe not as big but it's <clears> um it's definitely like gonna get the job done yeah and I think that it'll take on its own character. But we also, we also, you know, we have a we have an episode coming up that we're going to be shooting, where your example is a perfect example of how the Razor Crest becomes the baddest thing that's ever so been cool. in a Star Wars yeah. movie, and it's because the Mandalorian is behind the wheel and yeah. what he manages to do, yeah. how he figures this thing out. It it's like for me. Once we got that in place, I thought, yeah. oh yeah. You're right. It, this, the Razor Crest is a very much a reflection or an extension of, yeah. of, of Mando. Mando yeah. So, we've already stated that there has been tons of announcements. So, topic three this month is going through the announcements. Now, normally, we go through them one at a time. But this month, we've, we've clumped them together because there is so much to get through. Um, some of the stuff we've decided to leave out. I mean, there's some black series which are repacks of things like the Hero Endor set, Cad Bane. We've spoken about them elsewhere, so we've left them out. So, boys, lots of announcements. Mark, I'm coming to you first. Something that I saw online and I thought, wow, that is beautiful. And uh, I thought, I'd love that. And then I saw the price of it and I thought, I'm never going to have that. The Regal Robot Rancor statue. Regal Robot produced some really, really great stuff. And I'm not talking about the usual run-of-the-mill like the cats and statues and stuff. I'm talking about real oddball items. And this, for me, is probably not as out there as some of the other stuff, but it's a one-to-one uh, replica of the uh, puppet used for Return of the Jedi of the Rancor monster. Uh, and it is a $3,000 item. So it is... <laughs> <laughs> you, you can imagine the work and how, you know, the quality of this thing is just absolutely incredible. It's a beautiful-looking thing, <laughs> if a monster could possibly be described as being beautiful. But there's only 83 of them. And as of this precise moment, there is fewer than five available. So uh, clearly, there are a lot of people out there who also think... It's worth uh, the $3,000 price tag. 
what I do like about this is it's been hand signed. It comes with a hand numbered plaque that's been signed by Phil Tippett, who was one of the who's obviously famous puppeteer and worked on a lot of the big Hollywood blockbusters. Like I say, there's only 83 of them, so it's not a huge run. Strange number, that, isn't it? 83. Well, 1983, I would imagine, is... is, Oh, clever. Glad I'm with you. Keep Uh, up, Stu. And um, it's only available to be shipped in the US, so you need a friend in the US if you want one in the UK. I saw, I saw images of it on Facebook and I just saved it and I thought, oh, that's nice. Needs to go to the show notes. And it's only when I was putting the show notes together. When I when I opened the picture up of the bloke holding it and the size of the thing next to him, I thought, my God. And then I saw the price and I thought, ah, oh, that's me out on that. You can see sort of $3,000 worth of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Going into it. I mean, these things are hand-finished. They, they, they're painted to an incredibly high standard. The finish on them is is, you know, absolutely pin sharp there's no sort of if ands or buts i mean these are real high-end quality things if money was no object uh, i would probably buy one given that it's jedi and it's three thousand dollars at this precise moment in time uh, i'm afraid it's a no from me but it is a beautiful thing the more i look at it if that was in your collection i mean it's just a focus point isn't it it's is beautiful it, it, it is three thousand pounds worth of work right there but uh, if you are interested, you can go to Regal Robot. They do do payment plans. I think it's due out in the spring. So I think it's a down payment of about, I think, a sixth of the of the cost. And then I think you pay it off before the um, the thing ships. So you, you need to hurry, though, if you're going to order one. You need to get in there first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's fewer than five. So it's probably four. But uh, why they can't just put four available? <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, beautiful piece. I mean, I mean, we don't often go down these kind of routes, but I just thought, just thought it was worth a, a mention initially that even just like the bit of slobber coming out of his mouth. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's, you know, it, it, it's you know the chain coming off his off his wrists, the shine on the claws, the tone of his skin and, and stuff. I mean, there's, there's considerable work's gone into it, definitely. Yeah, well, there's, some, there's there's plenty of photos here, so I would say if you don't know what we're talking about, get over to the enhanced version because. Uh, there's some real up close, up closer images, which I'm sure Craig will add to the enhanced version. But, but a beautiful piece, which at least needed just mentioning in this opening bit of the announcements this month. Dan, now back into reasonable priced items that we can actually uh, collect. Now this was quite an interesting thing. So, no, I didn't see these coming at all, and then all of a sudden they were out and they were available to buy straight away. Now these are black series, but. They're called the Credit Collection. So can you just tell us a bit about what it means by the Credit Collection before you get into the figures that are available? Well, they come with, a, I suppose, a, a plastic piece of Beskar. Each of them <laughs> is the best description. I, I think they're more of a concept collection than a... It, it's a bit, bit misleading, it called it, the, the, the Credit Collection. So they each come with a, a block of Beskar with the figure. The, the artwork on the card backs, so they're on vintage-style card backs. They're six-inch six figures, so they're kind of the same sort of scale as we've been used to with the... Uh, the, the, the 40th anniversary figures they've been bringing out. Oh, there's, there's one exception which I'll get onto, which is the um, the heavy Mando. But generally, they're the same the same size cards as the 40th anniversary edition. And the artwork used on the card back is is the concept art. So when you in the episodes of Mandalorian in the end credits, they show the the concept art for, that, that relates to the episode, and they've used some of these stills for the for the card back shot. So they're they're basically taking the the figures that are all re releases, the ones in this and I'll, I'll go through the individual figures in a sec, um, and just basically repainted them to match the concept art. 
So much the same as we've seen with Boba Fett in the past being painted white to match his concept colours or a holiday special style Boba Fett. They've 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 just recolored them to match the, the concept artwork. There's two that are exclusive to Amazon, which is the Mandalorian and the Death Trooper. Um, the other figures in the US, they are exclusive to individual stores, but in the UK, they can be bought from the, the normal on t- uh, online retailers of like the likes of, um, I think Xavi have got them and Star, Star Action figures and in demand. The other figures available are the IG-11. He was a pretty tough figure to get in his normal kind of paintwork in the normal Black Series box. So he was, a, I think he was a Walmart exclusive originally, and he was quite tough to get over here. Um, so some people might be going for that just to get an IG-11 in their collection. There is a Cara Dune, um, the heavy Mando, who comes on a oversized card back because he's one of these Dulux figures, which looks a little bit odd. And then, yeah, and then the Mando and Death Trooper, which are both exclusive to Amazon. What do we all think of these? Because I didn't see these coming. All of a sudden they were out. What, what are I, people's thoughts on them? I don't particularly like them. I have pre-ordered the Mandalorian just because I've got all the other Mando figures, I'll be honest. Um, but I wouldn't fall, fall over myself to get one if they were really hard to get and pay a premium for them. I think they've got this Mando Mondays thing, which starts when the series starts at the, in the next couple of weeks. And this was kind of a, a prelude to that. So they've kind of taken some of the figures and yeah, given them a, a new paint deco just to get people interested in the, in the series again i think seems very weird to me those um the little kind of credit chips look really tacky and plasticky and you know why why aren't they coins like the metal type thing i could see that being a nice kind of nod to the little power of the force things but i don't know i don't recognize those images as being the concept art i mean some of the some of the the images that they showed at the end of the the episodes of they were so dynamic and you know the landscapes were amazing and you kind of think well that's a really interesting thought for uh for cardbacks to kind of explore that i don't know whether it's the way they've cropped them or you know that that doesn't come across to me but that would have been quite interesting to have married some of that really really beautiful art to these figures you know in a better way not too sure on them what about you mark i don't get the point of them to be honest with you the the, the card art is just vile yeah we're not uh we're not feeling it apart from Dan, who's all in. I'm not. I'm not. I've just got the man though. I'm not all in. <laughs> I did order two of them because I thought I might be able to flip one of them, but I've ended up cancelling that because it's uh, yeah, it's still on Amazon now. So obviously, yeah, they're not particularly popular. Yeah, just looking, they're all still available on uh, in demand as well. So they're not going anywhere too quickly. Back to the new style boxes of Black Series, and we've had a few a few announced over the different different movie lines. Uh, Craig. Yeah, well, we've talked about the uh, the Arbor already in the Cad Bane style box. Dan uh, Dan talked about that uh, up the front of the show. So in this little roundup, we've got Jar Jar. Oh. <laughs> Good play, Hasbro. Gets a round of applause from Stuart. Um, as far as I'm aware, this is the first of the Phantom Menace uh, uh, boxes in the new wave. Um, and why not start with Jar Jar? He comes with a he comes with a spear and a shield. So I'm going to whiz through these because we're grouping them together, aren't we? There's a new Boba Fett, which is the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett. It's a new sculpt, so it's not just a bit of a rejig of the Empire uh, version. Comes with a sliced blaster. Um, so it's got the uh, where his uh, where his blaster gets sliced up by the lightsaber, it's a glowing end, which is quite nice. Comes with his flame, I think, and a rope that uh, entangles Luke. We've got the Incinerator Trooper. I'm sure we've talked about that for they're all merging into one but he's at the end of the mandalorian blasting out his 
flame, but originated in Force Unleashed. He was canonized by his appearance in The Mandalorian. But yeah, nice. Uh, it's that nice Stormtrooper sculpt that we've, we've talked about before. There's a Phase 1 shiny clone trooper um, before they got busy with paint in the ranks. So he's the uh, he's the cool kind of retro-looking one with the fin on his helmet. But I think the most interesting one out of this little pile is the Dark Side Ray that they've done. So we know that the uh, Rise of Skywalker figures have been uh, few and far between. And uh, here's another Ray, but she's cool because she's like Dark Side Ray and she's got a lightsaber that splits up in half and does cool stuff i've actually pre-ordered jar jar binks i've pre-ordered the fit because obviously it's going to go in the return of the jedi and i pre-ordered the dark side brain now i i could give or take a rise of skywalker you know and i'll watch it for what it is but i thought the figure looked really nice in the box i'm or not i'm all in on that um any temptation from the rest of you I suppose the only other note I was going to say out of this lot is that Boba Fett and the fact they've done the Return of the Jedi one. And I'm wondering if he makes an appearance in uh, Mando Season 2, whether that's the sculpt they're going to use, because that's probably, canonologically, that's the closest to Fett that we've got. It's called a deluxe set. Why is it Why is it a deluxe? Because it's got a gun that's cut in half as well as his normal gun, I think. It's got, the, <laughs> it's got, it's got this flame from his wrist, I think, hasn't it? And a rope. Yeah. yeah. Did order that. Uh, nice to always have a Fett. They don't bring out enough fit stuff <laughs> <laughs> to be fair right so yeah so some i, I would say some nicer nice choices um they started to bring out all these things on these these films and i noticed that the clone wars and uh obviously rebels they released the whole set very early but the clone Wars seems to be getting a lot of traction as does mando but nothing for the original star wars film yet which uh, i thought we would have had something but um moving on so mark they've decided to bring back a bit more of the archive collection as well another four figures um, yeah we've got commander cody luke hoss han hoss and admiral thorn grand admiral thorn these come on blister packs so i'm not in the boxes they come on blister packs and there isn't a great deal of sort of information on these really at the moment i just got some uh, images i'm not even sure whether they any of these are re-releases uh, dan do you know if any of these have been available before they've all been in black series boxes so they're all yeah they would have all been out previously so why why are they bringing them out on these blister packs now then they did they did it um with a few of the other figures i've fed namely and there was a handful of others just because they're popular figures that they just wanted to get back in people's hands they obviously don't want to upset the collectors and put them back in boxes because they've already been in boxes although they seem to rebox things all the time when it suits them it's just a, a way to push more figures out I, you I, thought they would be in the boxes wouldn't you because they're going to fit into the film lines i mean well it is odd and and luke off it's got to come out exactly i mean it didn't it wasn't so bad before so they released i forget which figures they were it was that boba fett was in and i think ig88 maybe a bosk as well so they were figures that at the time that sold through and they had you know and obviously star wars started heating up in the middle of you know black series had been going for what three or four years by the time everyone got back into star wars when the sequel started coming out and there was a lot of people hunting down these figures and paying fortunes for them so they they wanted to get them back in collector's hands and and stuck them out and he's blistered the packs but there was only i think there was one or two waves of that and that was like two of two maybe two years ago and now they've got this new wave out and it just yeah it seems really oddly timed that you'd have you know empire strikes back branded boxes and then stick luke hoff on a yeah on a blister card so these are due for spring 2021 and i noticed on the card fronts obviously an anniversary next year 50 years of lucasfilm do you think that's gonna be a logo we're gonna see splattered on a lot of stuff in 2021 yeah it's the first time i've seen that see the luke hoff that was the one that was packed with the wampa wasn't it yeah yeah i don't, I don't even think it was ever available 
available in, in, like, on its own without the Wampa. It just seems odd. You know, why wouldn't you put it in one of those nice boxes with a nice bit of artwork so you could have well, a nice Empire run, Stu? Well, that's it, because they're going to release it at some point, aren't they? If that is the way they've gone. Yeah, that, that Commander Cody goes for big money, and that's the one everyone's going to fall over themselves for. The fact that's come back out again, that's a relief to a lot of people that would have been, certainly, you know, the people that are going to take them off the card and display them loose. That's, a you know, a massive relief for those guys. I don't Even go in for the clones, but he looks quite nice, doesn't he? I would say as a figure. Mm. If yeah. that 50 years of Lucasfilm is an odd thing, isn't it? Does it does sort of weaken, you know, the film anniversaries because it'll be Jedi next, and it's sort of are we going to get Howard the Duck and Indian, you know, Tucker in his dream car? I'd be all over a Howard the Duck figure, especially if they bring out Leah Thompson in like a like sexy get it on with the duck outfit. That scene, oh, that did some dodgy things to us as kids, didn't it? I'm have to go and Google yeah. that for the enhanced, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great scene just throw it in there it, interesting interesting set by the sounds of it not for us a lot but Craig I'm coming over to you now I am Denard I nearly gave these to Mark because I thought his reaction would be funny and then I nearly gave them to Dan I thought oh, he'll be all in on them but, so I wanted someone with a, a bit of a level head with these the Black Series Holiday Specials what the hell is going on here because I'm Mr Jolly Holidays isn't it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I saw these along with everyone else when they dropped. And there's been so much other stuff out over the last few weeks. This is like more stuff. And it, and it really was a sort of, what? Is this a joke? The Mandalorian repaint of the uh, of the Razor Crest was a joke, which I think um, a, lot, a few people didn't get. <laughs> and we're going, what have they done now? But yeah, these are, um, these are a series of recent-ish figures that they have repainted in Christmas colours. So there's a Sith Trooper, there's a Stormtrooper, there's a clone trooper there's a range trooper and there's a snow trooper they've all been painted in various red green and white kind of uh, decos the clone trooper has a christmas jumper uh, and i think that's a hockey stick is that a hockey stick i don't know a bent yeah. like a, a bent stick that's kind of been painted like a candy cane or is it one of his proper weapons there's a little pog comes with him uh with a little scarf then there's the um the range trooper so this is the one from solo with the the, the big uh furry shoulders the clunky one he's kind of santerized uh, so he's got white kind of fur, red outfit with fur, white fur trim and a little Dio painted in similar colours. The Sith Trooper, he comes with a scarf and what looks like a massive kind of Nerf gun. He's got a little Babu Frick with him that's just painted in similar colours. Uh, and then the Snow Trooper, which they've been quite creative with, to be fair to them. So the, the sort of, I guess, the face, uh, the lower part of his face, the kind of covering that kind of uh, protects him from the icy winds of uh, of Hoth they've painted so it looks like it's a scarf that's been wrapped around his uh, wrapped around his neck and his face a number of times uh, proper covid ready uh, and then the stormtrooper he's got a christmas jumper as well and he's got one of those big kind of vibra blade things and i think the pork that comes with him he's like a little snow pork it's like a little white one yeah as camp as christmas and as kitsch as you like and i see why collectors have gone what the, why why have they done this but for me there's there's always been this tradition of christmasy fying uh, star wars stuff that dates right back to ralph mccrory's christmas cards you know hallmark do a roaring trade of christmas decorations disney store do christmas decos featuring star wars characters funko pops do it and you can sort of see what hasbro go i want a bit of that dollar so they've they've trotted these out do you know what i think one of you said it on the uh, on the thread if they'd release one you kind of get it but a series of five of them who's going to be all in on them i mean like you said the nerf gun one it looks like one of those leaf blowers you have for your garden doesn't it <laughs> 
It is very, very random. Although I do quite like his scarf. I think that is that Lando scarf. Yeah, it could be. Is that that kind of style, isn't it? Now, I just but let, 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 let's just bring him in because Mark, <laughs> I really do think we need to hear from you on these. They're absolute. Is is the words I would describe to these things? Honest to God, this is landfill. This is waste of plastic. If it was one, I would probably on be on board with it. I could kind of see the sense of humour, and um, I would probably understand. Oh, that's that's fun, you know. Oh, it's jolly, isn't it? Hasbro got sense of humour, dressing the stormtrooper up like Santa Claus. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, we'll bring that out every Christmas. We'll put it next to the Christmas tree and oh, everybody have a happy Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Um, but there's five of these things and it's a waste of plastic, it's a waste of cardboard, it's a waste of energy and anybody buys one, it's a waste of money. I think these the, everything that's wrong with modern society and anybody that buys one should be dragged out into the street and shot in front of the families and um, that's my view on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I'm clicking the pre-order now button. For Mark's Secret Santa, for sure. Oh, yeah, we, we do need to organise a little a little secret Santa, maybe off this show. And uh, whoever gets Mark, is ju- you've just got so much fun to be had. I, I mean, it would be a flip of a coin if you'd get a holiday special or a, a carbonised figure, Mark, to be fair. Well, but, uh, it's, it's so much to go at, isn't there? I mean, there really is. I yeah. reckon have got a department that's called, what can we do, what can we make to piss Mark off? <laughs> They they are interesting. Dan, you, you ordered one, didn't you? No. If I had to order one, I said. If I had to order one, it would be the Snow Trooper. I wouldn't get all of them. I don't know how you follow that, really, because perhaps I should have put them at the end, because once you peak, <laughs> it's difficult to bring the, the show back round. But Dan, Vintage Collection, we, we've mentioned it three, four months ago. It was like, oh, there's, there's petitions for Vintage Collection. And now, since then, we just seem to be covering so much Vintage Collection. There's another handful of figures coming out. So six figures, um, five of them are re-releases, Vintage Collection re-releases. So they've all been on the um, Vintage Collection before. So there's an Anakin, Attack of the Clones, a Padme Phantom Menace and a Battle Droid Phantom Menace that were hanging around on the shelves for years. That for some reason, they've decided to re-release uh, a TIE Fighter pilot um, using the same TIE Pilot sco- uh, sculpt that they used in 2008. So there's been no update. So it's an old TIE Pilot sculpt. And also Captain Rex that was probably out of these re-releases is the one that's got everyone excited because it was so hard to get. So that's the the one everyone's kind of chasing down at the minute. And then the new figure is the Mandalorian Incinerator Trooper, which is the same as the uh, the Black Series Incinerator Trooper. So it's that character that comes in at the end, the flamethrower, that I think uses that new Stormtrooper sculpt we've seen. I might be wrong, but I think it's the same sculpt as the Bespin one we saw in the playset, just painted up with a flamethrower. And that's that. Yeah, so they've got all the same, all the other than the Mandalorian Incinerator Trooper, they're all um, got the same number designations they had when they released previously on the um, Village Collection. And in terms of face sculpts, the human characters in there, so the Anakin, the Padme, um, have both got, and I'm assuming the Rex under his helmet, have all got new face scanning technology to produce new figures or new faces. I'm quite surprised we haven't seen anything to be filling that uh, the Bespin freeze chamber and the corridor. To be fair, but no, nope. it's um, just there's it's a strange mix of figures they've they've slung in there. It's really odd that they just the fact I don't know if you remember. So I think they came out in 2011 when the 3D release when the 3D release of Phantom Menace came out. There was a whole wave of 
Phantom Menace characters on vintage uh, collection card backs. I think Ben Quadraneros was in there, Darth Maul, and then you had Padme and a few others. And they hang, well, some of them hang around forever in Toys R Us. You could get them, I think they, you could get them for a couple of quid at the end. So it's just bizarre. Some of the figures that are so tough to get, a General Grievous, or I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that were harder to get, but you know, they're going for 70, 80 quid now on eBay. Collectors are, are, are spending fortunes to get hold of them. Why not release a figure like that than, than these ones? Just bizarre. But there you go. Who knows? So back over to you, Mark. Now, last month we uh, we had a Force FX lightsaber on. It was it was the um, the Palpatines, and they've they've announced another one, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, typical sort of high quality uh, black series Force FX Elite lightsaber. Uh, comes in an absolutely beautiful bit of packaging. Really, really nice looking lightsaber hilt with a very cool looking stand and a kyber crystal that comes with it as well and a little display pod and the uh, sound effects which include wall cutting effect which sounds pretty amazing battle clash effect and three color changing blade effect as well so we're yeah nice but then again for 250 quid you'd want all that wouldn't you really i mean it's a lot of money for a lightsaber that is as nice as it is what it is when you think that's it's 100 quid short of that the Haslab or 70 quid short of that lego set that's the kind of competition it's in with isn't it i think i think when you start weighing up weighing it up on those terms and you, you start comparing it to what else you can get for your money either for a little bit less or a little bit more it's not quite as nice as what it looks like in the box i think the, the price point is maybe a bit strong for, for me anyway somebody else might think it's an absolute bargain but i think it's a bit strong surely the other thing with ahsoka is that she had two lightsabers so um <laughs> there's another one to come or why package one on its own and not wait until they were both ready and put them out together it's one of the complaints i've seen online people saying that it looks like they're going to be you can you can have it blue or white doesn't it when the blue's on looks really striking it's a really nice blue for a lightsaber i like it and like you say mark the box is lovely really bluey purpley nice interesting shape as well yeah i think hasbro have really gone to town with some of the packaging they've really sort of identified how they can make their product look like premium products outside of just illustration and uh, material the, the, the shape of some of the stuff that they're coming out with at the moment is really quite innovative it's uh, you know from from my point of view as as a designer and uh, illustrator it's just nice to see a company thinking <laughs> literally outside the box and it, it well this is this faceted like like the crystal isn't it so it's you can see where it's come from there's there's an idea behind it it's not just some random shapes yeah, they're trying to do something with it that's got a bit of meaning. Yeah, it kind of resonates with the character, doesn't it? And the whole sort of uh, kind of crystal type thing that sort of resonates with that character. Nice, a nice piece, you know, like we say, maybe not at the price it is for us, but uh, it is nice. I can see why people do collect them. You know, a nice series of those around the wall. Now we, we carry on. We're going back to Craig this time, and this is another set I could have given to Mark. A vintage collection have decided to get involved in the carbonized figures. Now it's actually um, myself, Dan, and Mark. Actually, we're all we're all on a, a chat thread with a few English collectors, and there's a bit of love well, for well, carbonized figures what? in there. You're all on a I, I on a chat. <laughs> well, it's been going on for years, actually, Craig. But um, <laughs> all right, okay. But there's a bit of love for the carbonized figures in there. I'm surprised that some of them have got all of them, haven't they? I do think. Oh, interesting. So getting back to what we were talking about, a uh, Craig. A carbonised wave of the vintage collection. 
Um, we know we know Mark and Dan are all in on this. That's why I came to you with these. It's it's almost like somebody somewhere at a PR company had this idea to do Mando Mondays, uh, and then companies like Hasbro have had to go. Oh, shit, we need we need to fill that. Do you know how many Mondays there are in this whole scheme? So it's a it all smacks of desperation and rejigging and rehashing. I don't really get it. It's uh, I don't think it adds anything particularly. I guess the, I think the closest parallel I can bring to it is you know collectors cards when they do like the special metallic versions as as chase cards and things that and it's just a bit different and collectors go after those because it's it's shiny and it comes with a perceived value i think as as action figures you know having cara dune in in shiny armor it's just a bit bizarre it just looks a bit disco a bit glittery it's a bit kind of twilight twinkly vampire territory we have a death trooper uh we have the mandalorian and we have uh you know a grubby a grubby remnant uh, Stormtrooper, which out of all the figures, why, why would he be shiny? He's kind of, you know, he's 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 the dying gasps of the Empire, and he's not cleaned his armor for several months. So, quite why he's he's all shiny and carbonized, I don't know. I don't get these. I, it's probably coming across. I don't really know. I don't really know what what they're for. No, they're not. They're it, not. They're not. Well, not movie accurate. They're not series accurate. You know, and one of the great quests for all of this these things we discuss all the time is how close can they get it to the uh, to you know to the property, and and these are a kind of step away from that. To me, they're just they're, they're a cash grab. That's that, that's all they are to me. They're just a cash grab. Yeah, I think you're right. How can yeah. we make extra money out of molds that we already exist? How can we turn that screw a little tiny bit tighter on collectors? How come you know collectors that must have everything of such and such a thing? How can we get them to part with more money? There is no real reason for these to be out there. They, they, you know, they don't tie into the films in any way, shape or form, like we've said. I, I, I honestly don't get it. I do not understand where they're coming from. No, really weird. The more I look at them, the more I, you're right. The car June and the Stormtrooper. I mean, what is that all about? Damn, why why did you pre-order these? <laughs> I didn't. You're in, a, you're in denial tonight. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I hadn't. I haven't. But it's a point, though, is that you should look at some of those figures and they could, I don't know, just do different decos on them and bring them out rather than glittering them up. Why not just take the existing figure and do something different with it? You know, cover the Mandalorian in mud and or something. You know, why has it got to be carbonized? I don't get it. I think there's, you know, if you wanted to put, yeah, different colors on them, I get, you know, they've done this concept set on the on the on the six inch it wasn't particularly popular for us. But there must be something different you could make those figures more appealing <laughs> In this carbonized rut they seem to have got themselves in yeah. I, suppose, I suppose when people stop buying them they'll stop making them that's the thing isn't it so i'll have to have a word with our mates on our um on our little chat and tell them to stop buying them well, it's true isn't it i mean there's a chap called ben coomba who some people may know has <laughs> has got the full range of the six inch ones of the carbonized <laughs> figures i mean oh. i mean he's he's got quite a good taste in some of the stuff he buys and then he's getting he's, sloppy ears next he's time got, I wouldn't even explain why you're doing it, Mark. Just do no, it. No, no. <laughs> to be fair, he probably deserves it anyway. Just to give him a sharp one. Well, move, moving on quickly then. Now, we know that... Do you know what? We talk about Funkos. So none of us collect them. But I think we always say, oh, that's actually quite a nice figure. That's actually quite a nice figure. And I think there's some quite nice Funkos coming out this month again. I wouldn't buy any of them. There's definitely some quite nice, nice figures. Shall I reel them off? I'll reel them off. I'm not, you can talk about them. I'll reel them off. So there's an Ahsoka with a lightsaber and Ahsoka without a lightsaber. There is a Darth Maul with robotic legs. There is a uh, Bo-Katan and there is a Wrecker from the, what were they called? That 
that little gang he was in the bad batch that's it so there's a, there's a new tv show coming out of that soon they're doing a bit of a spin-off on clone wars called the bad batch and he's one of those guys and there is a mandalorian super commando who i think is the um, darth maul regiment of mandalorians with horns on their heads and there is a gar saxon whoever he is does anyone know who gar saxon is I take it that's a no. He's the one with the Mandalorian, uh, with the mall looking tattoos and the yellow glow visor and the horns. But isn't that the Super Commando as well? Because haven't they got Maul's handprint on their head or something? Is that not what they are? Is that what he is? Maybe I am. Maybe I just don't know my Mandalorians well enough. I don't. I don't <laughs> I'm no expert. <laughs> Yeah, there's some other ones released from the Mandalorian as well. So part of Mando Mondays, um, there's another selection that's come out specially for that. So there is a Mandalorian in flight clutching the baby Yoda. There is a Gamorrean guard or a Gamorrean fighter, as he's known on the packaging. And there is a baby Yoda in a bag. And I think that's all of them. They're Mithril. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's the guy that that Mark was talking about, wasn't he, in, at the beginning of the first episode of Mandalorian? The guy who gets yeah. frozen in carbonite? Yeah, it's him as well. He's, he's my favourite release of this of this bunch. And actually, when I just said there's some quite nice ones, I'll just look through them. They're I think you you need to cover them next time, Stu. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not going to tell you they're coming out. I'll soon find that out. I'll, just, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll Google Funko Pop. <laughs> New releases. So you how many out. they churn every month, isn't it? Like yeah. their list is always thing, and I know it's a it's a listener favourite hearing Dan uh, talk about Funkos because um, of the passion. But uh, we'll move on from them quickly. You know, yes. you've, you've you've listed what we've got now. Mark, another little Lego set coming out, and this is in time for Christmas. It's a reasonable price, you know, at 70 quid. We've got the child set. What do you, what do you think? A, a reasonable price at 70 quid? Well, there's, there's a fair amount of... Uh, there's over a 1,000 piece bricks in there. Uh, it is the dullest, most boring-looking thing I've seen in a long time, Lego-wise. I mean, just look at it. What a lump. <laughs> it, I mean, it is really, really dull. It looks a bit... It looks more gremlin than it does Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is cute, this is this doesn't look cute to me. It's sort of gremlin-esque. It's almost evil looking. It's, it's going to bite your nose off. The way he's the way he's sort of constructed and the sort of the bricks that make up his face. He looks like um, Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's, it 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 kind of, it's lost in translation on this. I think the character. I'm not a big fan of these. Um, you know the helmet ones they do. They do they've done like uh, Boba Fett and Darth Vader. I'm not a huge fan of them spend your money on something much better I, I think in my opinion I certainly wouldn't be spending 70 quid on it that's for sure the minifigure looks very what you would regard as if you were describing an alien to someone as what we were brought up on it's kind of the big black eyes and green green head isn't it it's um, it's a funny little minifigure I guess that's a saving saving grace is the fact that it comes with a minifigure but for 70 quid you know <laughs> it's not, not exactly selling it to you I just think it's a very looking thing but you can move its ears up and down well there you go and and you can make him smile his mouth can open and he's got the little gear stick ball oh his little face you're gonna buy this now aren't you Stu? You, no, it's, it's not for me do you see yeah. what i mean i don't know it just doesn't look good <laughs> it just doesn't look good you're right i i can i'll give you that one mark right so over to craig now this was this was quite interesting that Polaroid cameras have got involved in the old Star Wars promotion. You know, how, how many people still use Polaroids? It's a very, very good question. And we've all been collectors for a long time. And we've all seen some very, very bizarre, strange and unusual Star Wars promotional tie-ins. 
over the years. I'm kind of struggling with this. I'm trying to see the connection. I feel like there must be one somewhere. Somebody's kind of put these two things together and gone, that's a great, that's a great kind of brand enhancement. To, to kind of get involved with the Mandalorian. So what we're looking at is a Polaroid camera and they're describing it as having special Mandalorian insignia and colorways and it's got a logo on there, you know, and there's, there's talk in the press release about it being Beskar finish. But, you know, it translated to a domestic kind of electronic product. That's just a bit silvery and it's kind of sad. It's not anything unique. You know, most, most you know, consumer electronics do come in a version of space gray or titanium or whatever that, that kind of might be. So it doesn't really add a lot from that perspective. There's a logo on it and there's the um, the, the skull of the, the, the thing with the horn. I've forgotten its name. And beyond that, it's got, so the film you put into it has pre-branded frames so you take a picture and it comes out and it might have um, a little baby odor on it or it might have the star wars logo it might have the mandalorian logo or one of the helmets so the the actual photograph that it spits out comes pre-branded with the mandalorian and i've been just yeah racking my brains as to sort of the use of this the market they're going for why anybody would want to buy a polaroid camera that branded their photographs with the mandalorian if they sold these a galaxy's edge maybe and you could walk around take some nice pictures of you in star wars land and they came out and they were branded and it was part of the experience i kind of get that but i th- i think i saw some you know i think they retail around sort of 175 quid so you're talking so i've got the prices up here so the the camera on its own is 130 quid but the starter sets are a camera and three packs of film you're only talking 36 pictures in those three packs 175 quid or packs on their own you know film packs on their own 18 quid i mean you're right i mean that that's not just a it's not just a, a, a small amount of money is it i mean who i didn't even realize polaroid was still around to be fair or at least in this format i think it's marketed as a fun thing it's for you know the party people who want an instant instagram type picture that they can their friends can go home with and pin on their walls at home i think it's kind of it's it's in that kind of space I mean, I did, I did dig around. I thought, where's the, where's the connection? Where's the connection? And there's, there's a thing. So when in, in episode one, where the taxi driver's taking uh, Mando back to uh, the race crest and he gets out this, um, kind of viewfinder thing, like a little macro binocular thing, but it's not like the, the ones we're used to. And it's actually based on a, on a real world old camera, but it's a, it's a Kodak one. <laughs> it's not, a, uh, it's not a Polaroid one. So, you know, if it was made to look like prop, I kind of would get it a little bit more than than as it exists at the minute. I'm probably giving this way too much thought. It is in a Beskar still-esque finish to resemble the Mandalorian armour. But it looks like something Braun would have brought out in the 70s. Yeah, you wouldn't look at that and think, oh, that's that's Star Wars. All I can think of is is if that like Polaroid still you still want to push their cameras and they've thought well, Star Wars is always popular. If we brand this, it will get shared on uh, a lot of areas and to a generation who probably use Polaroids. But it's a really strange tie-in, isn't it? Bizarre. If you if you took the photograph and there was some sort of filter on it that kind of made you look like you were frozen in carbonite and it came spitting out the bottom, I could kind of see that. That'd yeah. be kind of cute. What made you um, pre-order this, Dan? <laughs> so I could take photos of you. <laughs> well, yeah, there is always that. Looking at you, look at the picture of it now. Look at the front of it. It would have made much more sense to have turned it into R two D two. Yes, there you go. You've got a little central lens. You've got a little flash at the side, little red button. Yeah, you need to be working for Polaroid, mate. I'll put you forward. Thanks. <laughs> right, so going over to sideshow.com with a few new announcements. Dan, um, I picked out three of the new announcements. I think my favourite out of the three is the Lando. 
So I think he's he's, he's the fortieth anniversary Lando. So he's in his uh, of Empire. So he's in his in his uh, Empire outfit. I think it'll probably I sit haven't. quite nicely alongside your uh, your Leia Bespin that you got I the other week. A, I haven't got Leia Bespin. I've got Leia. Oh, did you? I, have, I thought you got the Bespin one. I've never bought the Bespin one. Mark's been okay. on and on about it. But, um, uh, okay. I do. Ha- I have pre-ordered this, so I've paid my deposit. It's, it's not due out until, like, 2022, so uh, I'm going to wonder what's going on when that money starts coming out, aren't I? <laughs> he, he, it's a shame he's not smiling, because I think, yeah, Bando's got a lovely smile, and he's, yeah, he's just kind of smirking. Um, but he comes with some nice accessories. He's got his... Uh, he's got a couple of guns, so he's got the, the Imperial Blaster. He's got, like, the Bespin-style blaster. He's got the communicator on his wrist that he uses to speak to Lobot. He's got the communicator that he uses to tell all the citizens of Cloud City to run away. Um, he's got a nice little Cloud City-themed backdrop, and he's got... comes with a figure stand as well. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. Uh, $235 he's up for. Yeah, not a bad price either, is he? I'm tempted well, th- by that one. I think what sold me was the cape. I think the cape looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. Yeah, 187 yeah. quid in English pounds. I think's a, a terrific price, and um, yeah, can't wait to get my hands on that little. Uh... Other two they've got are both from the Clone Wars. So one is a Darth Maul Hot Toys from the finale of the Clone Wars. So he's the you know the robotic legged. Darth Maul, he looks really good. He comes with quite a few accessories. He's got lightsabers and a few other bits. But the bit that stood out for me is the packaging. So it's yeah. the, so, so I can't even say the word. Go on, help me. Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. That the, 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 uh, the, the uh, clone troopers capture him in. The Mandalorian. I can't even say it. Sarcophagus. That they use to trap Jedis in. They use that on Darth Maul so they can transport him away from Mandalore and back to Coruscant. But it all goes horribly wrong. And then the other one in that they've got is this Coruscant guard. He, he looks like the ones that go with Palpatine to retrieve Anakin in off Mustafar at the end of Revenge of the Sith. So they've got all the, the red markings on them. Um, but they featured in the Clone Wars episode and were the ones taking uh, Maul back to, to Coruscant to stand trial or whatever they were going to do with him. But yeah, they both they, they you know come with loads of accessories, that one as well. He's got, he's got a, a, a Force Pike, Blasters... Yeah, but really nice. Again, the same sort of price, two hundred and thirty dollars. I think that one is. I think Maul's the most expensive. He's two sixty. Yeah, two hundred and seven pound in English pounds. And you're right, the packaging's great because you could just see, just see Maul's eyes, can't you? You're trying to tempt me, aren't you? That's what you're trying. You're giving me that one because you want me to buy one. I I do think he looks quite nice, especially you're you're quite a big Clone Wars fan. I mean. He looks quite cool in his in his brown trousers and you know those robotic legs and stuff. I just he does look cool. Yeah, you better buy one then, Stu. Get it. I'm tempted by that. I've already got. I've got quite a few pre-orders of hot toys at the moment. I need to check out what's going on before I commit to any more. But he is quite tempting. I think quite... those three. The, the Lando's the winner out of those three for me, though. If I was going to get one, it would be that one. Yeah. Good choice, Dan. Good choice. Well, boys, lots and lots and lots, and there's other stuff which we haven't mentioned. I mean, it's just it's just been considering it's only been like about two three weeks since we recorded the last show the amount of stuff that has been announced and it just seems to just keep coming doesn't it it's like drips and drabs constantly yeah whatever you're into lots and lots of options to what to get stuck into show me the one safety deemed such destruction you must reunite it with its own kind where The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. 
know this is no place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. So I've heard. This is the way. Let's, uh, let's change it up a bit. I mean, we've just... It's been very announcement heavy. So we're going to go on to topic four. Um, and Dan's going to be leading this topic. He's he's written a blog, which you can find over at www.generationskywalker.com called Revenge of the Disc. Uh, Dan. I suppose just to start off with, who still buys DVDs? Who's, when was the last time you guys bought a DVD? Anyone? I, I bought one uh, a couple of weeks ago. I bought uh, Turbo Kid on DVD. <laughs> was that for you? Absolutely. I used to have a, a DVD collection. It it had to had two thousand DVDs in it quite easily, and I've been giving them away and and clearing them out. And I'm purely going to buy my very 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 favourite films on Blu-ray just in one one stand. But yeah, the money I've spanked on those is phenomenal. But no, not really. What about you, Craig? You you still buying any, or you're purely digital? Uh, I think the last one I bought was Journeyman because I had a hand in designing the cover. <laughs> I've seen. That. And I think that's probably the what we. I mean, it's probably the same for a lot of people. I mean, I've same as Stu had massive DVD and video collections over the years, and I've kind of just yeah let them all go. I've I've ended up flogging you know stuff on Music Magpie for ten twenty p a DVD, and just kind of like what's the point? But I, st- I still like to kind of own the the physical movies you know in terms of my favorites and i've been kind of whittling my collection down as well probably for about 10 years and I've, i still own probably about 100 100 films but when i buy films now it's on on steelbook and I, back in the beginning of the summer zavi um started a, a pre-order for a a run of steelbook blu-rays of each of the 11 star wars movies that have come out so far so i thought it was a, a good time just to kind of test the water really and see what people thought about still book collecting is it just me or is there are there other people out there buying them and there, there is a, a, a kind of a healthy community and you know there's a few of the guys in some of the black series um groups i see and i see them across some of the the still books as well so there's definitely a little bit of crossover certainly with these dvds of uh, sorry these, these still books of, of star wars coming out it's, it's, it's drawn a few people out of the woodwork so like i said i've i've spent probably 20 odd years buying or more of buying up collections of DVDs and then selling them off and used to go to HMV on a Saturday afternoon with my mates and end up walking out with a bag of movies for, you know, 20 or 30 quid. And, and just, yeah, a lot of them just would sit on the shelf and I'd quite often just buy stuff for the sake of it. And some of the ones I remember selling off didn't even come out of the cellophane. So it was kind of got a bit silly when Netflix and everything else came around. So I, I just started to concentrate on the movies that I liked. But then I think it was about seven or eight years ago, I discovered Steelbooks. And I think they've been around for a while. I think the first one was back in 2005. It was a, a PS2 or a PlayStation game called Killzone 2, which was the first movie to you or the first media to use Steelbook packaging. But it's kind of, it's grown since then um, into this, into this, yeah, bit of a collector's arena where they, where they, um, where they really go after these things, probably in the same way that we do with with black series when an exclusive comes out and it's really limited and everyone's waiting for the pre-order and then people miss the pre-order and get a little bit upset and have rants about zavi or hmv or whatever else is releasing the uh the the exclusive so for those of you that aren't familiar with with steelbooks 
they're highly prized by collectors the the secondary market for them it's not as crazy as it used to be but you still see stuff going for over 100 pounds on ebay for some of the rarer titles and it's not just movies as well like i said there's video games and tv series they'll often you know if there's a special release or a new release coming out savvy will have an exclusive for it if it's popular enough and, and everyone will buy it up so although the edition sizes aren't generally kind of disclosed and they don't say what well, this is a run of 2000 they are generally very limited when compared to what you can buy in a supermarket for instance if you're buying a, i don't know a copy of um four ragnarok in, in tesco's generally the, the release by savvy is going to be far and away much rarer and harder to get hold of and much more sought after so they're the same the still books themselves are the same um standard dimensions as a as a blu-ray case um, and they've got a metal and back section um that are printed with art on both sides so the cover and the back of the case are printed on one side of the of the of the metal and then on the flip side the inners are then um printed on as well so the inside of the dvd case is like a um, transparent plastic so when the metal front and back are clipped onto the case you can see that image that reverse image through the inside of the case and that tends to be a an image across both sides so an example of the new hope release that came out a few weeks ago you've got darth vader and obi-wan the image from the movie of them fighting inside the case which kind of sits underneath the discs if you can if you can picture that but the artwork itself um is, is printed edge to edge um, it's not the same as what's on general releases. It tends to be either specially commissioned artwork for the release or it, the ones that I really go after, the ones that use the theatrical movie posters. So, you know, the classic movies from the, the 80s and 90s tend to be where I um, where I get most of those. So I think in the, in the blog itself, I pictured some of the ones I've got and Robocop's one that I, I particularly like at the minute. I picked that recently. So it's got that classic um, poster of Robocop stepping out of his car in all his 80s glory. In terms of the, the kind of the reverse of the case, it, again, it'll have an image on the back, but it won't have all of the usual blurb that you get on a on a DVD. So it wouldn't have the, the film certificates and the, you know, the, the, the sound bites from newspapers giving it five stars and the, the kind of plot summary, all of that's not included. That's on a on a separate insert that comes with the steelbook that a lot of collectors just throw them away because they just want the, the steelbook as it is to kind of sit in their collection in, in all of its glory. In terms of the, the Star Wars um, steelbooks, there's been a few releases. So back in 2016, there was a run of episodes one to six. And that was to coincide with the Force Awakens steelbook coming out. Um, so each one of those had a character face on the cover. So episode one was Darth Maul. Um, episode three was General Grievous, etc., etc. Um, and on the reverse of each one was kind of a, a cropped image of the theatrical posters. So I didn't I didn't particularly like those. I already had the the complete saga Blu-ray box set and I wasn't really ready to trade up for those at that time. There was no new extras or anything like that on there. So I did skip those. But even up to that new 4K uh, or up until the new 4K releases coming out, they were still going for between 100 to £150 a set on eBay. I suppose the other draw of Steelbooks is that they do they do have an intrinsic value, whereas, you know, you're 12.99 dvd that you buy in tesco's you know you're probably getting six months time be able to get 30p for that if you were to trade it in whereas these tend to hold their their value a little bit more and then on the um uh, i suppose the other movies that have been released in the last few years so the the, the disney era movies they've all had still books released as well so zavi had those exclusives and they became available at midnight when each film was released for the last five years or so whenever i've gone to watch a midnight screening the last thing i did when i got home before i go to bed was was order that still book um <laughs> even before the, the cover art's been released so they'd have them up for pre-order with just like the film title and then you'd find out probably two or three months later what the case was actually going to look like you know there was a real demand for those and i think four out of the five movies all sold out ahead of the home release even before the artwork had been kind of revealed people had just, just snapped them up 
we've had steelbook releases for um, Rebels um, Series One and Two, and on the games front, um, Battle both Battlefront games and Jedi Fallen Order have had um, steelbook releases. And then coming up to I suppose where we are today. So in May, Savvy put up a pre-order. Um, the 4K steelbook for A New Hope, and yeah, everyone went crazy for it. It you know it started out at 29.99 to buy it at retail, um, and within 24 hours they're on eBay and 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 going for 100 pound each. Although that's that's calmed down now, and you could pretty much pick probably pick them up now on eBay for between 30 and 40 quid. So I think there was a few people hedging their bets and maybe ordering multiple copies to put on eBay, and they've probably come a bit of a cropper. They haven't held that that high price, and certainly not at the moment. The, the, the DVD case itself's got the, the the style A artwork by Tom Young, so it's the the version before the Hildebrandt version with Luke holding the lightsaber up in the air and Darth Vader's mask looming in the background and a fleet of X-wings flying towards the Death Star. So it's a, it's a beautiful looking cover. And on the reverse, then is a, a high def image of R2 and 3PO. In terms of the discs themselves, you get the 4K disc, you get a Blu-ray, and then you get the disc of extras. All of the commentaries of extra and extras have, have been released previously, so I don't think there's anything particularly new there. So if you've got previous releases and you're looking for new extras, you're out of luck, I'm afraid. And then throughout the summer, they continue with those pre-orders, putting a different film up every week or every other week. Yeah, culminating on the bank holiday weekend when they put Rogue One and Solo up for pre-order. And all of them kind of follow the same theme. So they've got a, um, a theatrical um, poster on the front and then on the reverse, an image from the from the movie itself of a, of a key character. There was some disdain um, amongst the collectors over the Empire Strikes Back cover. I think a lot were hoping for that Gone with the Wind style um, cover with, with hand kissing layer and Vader looming in the background yeah people got a bit upset with it said they were cancelling their pre-orders I think some people didn't realize that the teaser poster that was the cover was actually a a genuine poster and not just something that Xavi had cobbled together and um, said so there was a lot of talk on eBay about this oh sorry on on Facebook about this being a, a genuine Star Wars poster so I think um, yeah some people just needed a bit of educating there some people went as far though as buying magnetic covers so on ebay you can buy these these magnetic blu-ray covers that you can put on your steelbooks to cover the artwork up that's that it's released on which seems a little bit odd to me but yeah there's a few people out there doing that additionally the on the empire strikes back release there was a manufacturing fault and pretty much every copy had a big gouging scratches across across the front of it so yeah everyone got a little bit upset about that on facebook but Xavi are putting that right and they're sending everyone a, a replacement cover out in the next few weeks at this point i've got six of uh, sorry five of the movies so far so i've got all of the original trilogy i've got episode one and attack of the clones and i just had the notification that revenge of the sith is on its way and then the solo rogue one and the sequel and the sequel trilogy are all getting released between i think now and the end of november so yeah they'll start coming thick and fast soon i've owned star wars on a physical format all my life so starting with when my mum and dad first started recording them off the TV for me. And then when I got older and I could buy my own, I think I've owned eight different versions of the original trilogy. So I've had, I've had those original ones. My mum and dad recorded for me. I've had four sets of VHSs. I had the 2004 DVD box set and then yeah, the 2011 Blu-ray complete saga. And I was really on the fence about start buying Star Wars again. So I've got a Disney plus subscription, which means I can access all of that. Amazon bought out a massive Skywalker saga box set at the beginning of the year which I had in my basket pre-ordered for months and then decided against it just purely because there was nothing new there and the packaging didn't really set me on fire it's an image of the Death Star which really doesn't signify the I suppose the it's not the emblem of the saga is it you think you'd come up with a, with a lightsaber at least or a jedi or just something that's more in keeping with the trilogy itself you know it's a big part of a couple of the movies but it's not the whole the whole saga so I, I decided to 
to give that a swerve in the end. But when I saw these Blu-rays, I, I couldn't resist it. And I went in and I've bought up the old set. It's quite, it cost quite a bit, $29.99 a pop. I've managed to get some discount codes and things like that along the way. But it's yeah, still quite a big investment. But I think they look they look absolutely brilliant. And, and seeing the films in 4K, I've got a 4K Blu-ray player and it all looks it's so much better than than what you get through i don't know how good your broadband is but my, my, mine's pretty good but even having a direct dvd plugged into the tv you get such a better picture it looks it looks absolutely fantastic in in 4k and for me you know much like you know uh, an album cover for uh, uh, my favorite album fit the, the, the theatrical posters of these movies are as much as part star wars as the movie itself it's the iconography presented in those posters just sings star wars to me and just fills me with nostalgia and I've got quite a few of the posters, you know, they're rolled up and they're in the loft and I just haven't got the wall space to put them up. So these releases really just marry that theatrical image with the with the film itself. And, you know, just being able to have something I can touch and that's tangible for me is, is, is as important as, 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 as owning the movies just themselves. I think it's a, a great, a great, um, a great way of, of collecting those movie posters. It's so much better as well than what they've put out on the other single releases as well. So I don't know if any of you have seen the kind of standalone versions they've brought out of each film, but I think the, 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 the covers look terrible. They're, they all, they're just more themed around color than, than the images on the films themselves. And it's just such a waste of good artwork that they've gone in and decided to kind of cobble together these, these montages for each of the film that just don't look particularly good. For me, physical media will always win over any kind of download media, you know, Netflix and uh, downloading online and what have you. I, I like to have a shelf or several shelves full of DVDs or full of CDs or full of books. And I'm a sucker for special edition DVDs. I've got a few steel books myself. And I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe I'm, I'm yeah. a generation where I appreciate actually owning a physical rendition of an album or a movie. I like to know that it's always there. When I pay money for something, I like to have an exchange. You know, I'll give you the money, you give me the thing. Whereas I think a lot of younger people these days, because life is very much kind of lived through a screen that there isn't a physical media there isn't a sort of transaction as it were not a physical one anyway so in that sense I, I i'm completely on board with it see exactly where you're coming from i understand the value in it but again i think maybe it's our generation down I, I i think that's where we're at with it i think i've just i've just whittled down now to probably I've probably got about 40 films on steelbooks. And when you take the films that you, you see, because I think Star Wars drew me in so much into movies and it was that from a young age. But even then, as I got older, I've always loved film. I mean, you probably know I'm not a big fan of football. I don't really follow a football team. You know, movies is my football. And it's been really hard the last few months not being able to go, go to the cinema and do all of that as like we used to and get a new film every week. But I love it. I've, I just love movies and, and having kind of a representation of that film in a metal tin it's just yeah I just it just yeah makes me smile oh, I, I'm the same way mate I'm exactly the same I, I, I I'm not sporty in in the sense that I support a football team or anything like that science fiction films fantasy you know that that kind of thing that is where mm. I'm at um and I like and as a collector I like to have a collection I like to have a physical representation of stuff that I am into and like I say, I like to have a shelf of CDs. I don't own a, an iPod or anything like that. When I listen to music, it's 
a CD that I'm putting into a CD player, not something that I'm typing up on screen and, and playing through a computer or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I am really old school. And um, DVD, Blu-ray will probably be the last sort of physical media that we will see in relation to this this kind of thing where, you know, supermarkets and shops will sell physical representation of a film. So, we're, yeah, we, we're right at the end of that kind of genre, that kind of uh, era, I guess. I'm holding out for 8K. I reckon that we're going to make 8K. <laughs> In terms of, it will still be on physical, I think. I, I, I know what you're saying. It is so much of what we watch is throwaway. And when I look at all those, I mean, Stu mentioned about buying a thousand DVDs and having all these, you know, you just go out and you just buy them all the time. And you didn't really think about it too much, but I am now a lot more selective. And it's got to be the right case and the right movie. Otherwise, yeah, I'll, I'll skip it and I'll just watch it online. When I started going through my DVDs, because I bagged them all up in the end, I reckon I had um, hundreds still in cellophane, films that I'd never seen. And you're just like, what are you doing? Mate? I'd had the same with VHSs. It's just mental. But you're right. I, I, I'm one with both of you and Mark. I mean, physical media is where it's at still, isn't it? I still make the mistake. If I ever watch a film off the um, Sky Store, I'll sit and think, oh, extra three quid. I can have the disc come through the post as well. So, so I still do that. And that's even on films that I've already got somewhere. <laughs> That's why they turn up and you're just like the kids' films. I get because you can sit them in their bedroom with them. But yeah, what did you what did you think of the the the, the poster selections for these these uh, eleven movies they've brought out? Do you think they've made the right choice? That Empire one in particular was controversial to some. Yeah, should have been the Gone with the Wind poster in my opinion. Yeah, I can't disagree, but I do like that that poster. And if you take episodes one to nine take solo and rogue one away you've kind of got then vader right in the middle of it all in the image of nine posters which i think is quite emblematic of the of the saga a great blog post dan and like i would urge other people to um to go and and get involved and have a little read and uh lots and lots and lots of images over on the blog post no i found it really fascinating i you know i knew steelbooks existed i didn't realize there was such a kind of uh, fan base for them the fact that people create magnetic covers to replace art that people didn't didn't love i just found (laughs) fascinating but i get it i totally totally get it i really understand where you're coming from in my physical media i mean i've got a load of star wars on you name it i've got laser discs and all kinds of stuff but yeah i'm totally on board with it i really understand where you're coming from and they are beautiful objects one question i do have from a practical point of view is Mm. you know these things on the shelf sliding them in and out they're metal yeah what are they? Do they scratch? Do they chuff up your ward, uh, your bookcases? I do. I don't pack them in, so I wouldn't, you know, push them. You know, you used to, you had to cram that last DVD in, didn't you? When you were trying, when you had your bookshelf full up, and you, you'd, you'd ram it in. So I wouldn't do that. And I've also got some uh, transparent slip cases, which are really cheap off of uh, off of Amazon. And yeah, they kind of fold together, and they're just like a little slip case they sit in. Some people will just um, put them in like a little plastic cellophane sleeve um others will keep the j cards on them which offers a bit of protection as well but yeah i go for the uh the little slip cases makes sense nice dan well done and uh nice to see someone else do a blog post with the 
topic always a nice short one to end with and that is our figure of the month and i've chosen a figure for you all this month that there is a lot on here and i haven't counted them all because there's just too many but we've gone with the mighty true barker some really good some really bad i think the uh, the biggest chewbacca fan in the room is is mark so mark chewbacca i just don't get it i don't understand why chewy is well, I, that's probably the wrong phrase. I do understand why he's so well-loved, but he isn't well-loved by me. And I think it all stems back to that time when I had my figures originally as a kid, and my Chewbacca would not stand up for love nor money. And I got really pissed off with it and he would never feature in any of the adventures unless he was sat in the millennium falcon he was always he was always sat down always sat down and he just you know he's just one of those figures that you never interact with as a kid and as such i kind of never really had much love for him in the films either uh, i don't know why just i don't know just not my sort of character i was a very, i was very much a, a sort of bad guy uh, I, I love the bad guys in the films. I, lo- I love the Imperials and uh, the, the aliens and stuff like that, rather than the good guys. So, uh, but yeah, my, my favourite figure, other than the vintage one, obviously, because I'm, I'm a vintage guy. Although modern is starting to win me round a bit, um, I would go for the the Disney Store 2018 uh, Chewbacca. I just love the uh, the sort of Japanese anime look and feel to him it's quite an unusual sculpture for me I, I, I don't think Chewbacca really translates very well as an action figure fur is, is such a hard thing to translate in plastic hard plastic and they never seem to get it quite right some figures I guess are better than others but for me that figure that I've just said that that Disney store exclusive I, I like it I think they've uh, uh, capture the character quite well in it. I just, I just love the sculpture. It's the different is, kind of vibe to it. Is that the toy box figures? Look a bit cartoony. Five inch ones. The um, yeah, they've got those weird sort of illustrations on them. I just thought it was a different one compared to a lot of the others. I mean, some of them look like turds. <laughs> there is a few strange ones in there, isn't there? I mean, the um, the sandstorm one I always found very uh, a very funny looking figure. Sandstorm two thousand and eight, the Legacy Collection. He looked more like the lion out of uh, The Wizard of Oz, I was found in that movie. But he had his injured leg, so perhaps that's a nice touch. But yeah, let's hope um, Dan or Craig haven't chosen that one now. Dan, what have you chosen? I have gone for the 2019 Amazon exclusive six-inch Chewbacca with uh, with C-3PO. He's got the, the sack on his back to carry C-3PO around in. There's some really bad ones, right? There's some horrendous Chewbacca's. I, really, I think, like Mark, I struggle with physical representations of Chewbacca in plastic. I think yeah, there's some terrible ones out there. But yeah, this is 
this is the good one, I think. I haven't got it myself, but yeah, if I was to pick one, I'd, uh, I'd probably go after that one. I think they just, if Mark's right, they just really struggle with the fur in plastic. I think they need to figure out a way to do, yeah, to do it a little bit more lifelike. Yeah, what do you want? What are you after? A, a kind of flocked figure, are you? I suppose so. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they do it. It just doesn't look, none of them look like, they look like Chewy, but they don't look like Chewy enough. Not like a, a stormtrooper looks like a stormtrooper. I get it. But yeah, it's just, yeah, there's no, I, I don't, I don't, other than the vintage one, I don't think I own another Chewbacca just because they look so bad. Interesting. I've, I've bought one this week, actually, for my solo shelf. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's actually the same sculpt as the one as the one that I've done. I think they just did a different head for the for the Amazon one in 2019. But it's the solo sculpt body. Yeah. And Craig? Um, yeah. As everyone's discussed, they, they struggle with Chewie, don't they? They really do. And I think, you know, not only is it the fur, they try and build in articulation, which, you know, joints in fur, they're never going to they're never going to nail that, really. For me, the closest they've got was way back in uh, 2002 with the 25th anniversary, the two-pack, the Death Star Escape, where he came with with Han. And what they've lost with the articulation on this figure, because it only really, I think there's four points of articulation, the shoulders and the the hips. What they've lost in articulation, they've made up for in in kind of being able to sculpt something that looks like him. This is the two-pack with Han, uh, and it's, it's that scene where they're, they're under the Falcon and they're, they're blasting their way out so they can escape the Death Star. And it's just captured that stoop that Peter Mayhew had, you know, these knock-kneed stoop and he's kind of bent over shooting from underneath the Falcon. And the the head on it and the face on it is is great. It's it's the closest out of all of these attempts they've made over the years to kind of just nail that nail that look of Chewie. It looks like that promo shot of, of Han and Chewie that we see all the time. So gets my vote. Yeah, it was, it was a good feel. That's the power of the Jedi figures, isn't it? Uh, yeah, they were. They came in like the little um, plastic cases, and there was Luke and Leo was swinging the the chasm, and I think Ben and Vader fighting. There was three of them. Sadly, I always thought the hand face was a little off. That came with the Chewie in that pack. It was um wasn't my favourite hand solo, and I quite like power of the Jedi. Um, he, he looks like um the the earlier promo shots where he's got slightly shorter hair. You know the ones I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably a reference that they've used. Yeah. I also quite like the, um, I think it was the same year, actually, 2002, the, the trash compactor set as well. Chewy with his hands up. I always quite liked, quite like that. I loved his, uh, he had very 90s curtains on that figure. <laughs> they were more, uh, they were more figure than action though, weren't they? They were in poses. Yeah, it's only a little flick through, you know. It, it is a very strange, strange range of figures. I mean, the Revenge of the Sith figures pretty poor aren't they it's um yeah, difficult to find a better than the original which yeah i'm not going to uh not going to try actually quite like the minox <laughs> ones I, th- I think we need more minox in our lives and um i can, I can feel a minox special coming on um you got the snoover yeah i like snoover i've got a soft spot for, for snoover you yeah. can see why they jumped on that because he was different they could do something different with him and also in 2007 the macquarie concept Obviously, looks very much like what we what we saw with Zeb. It's quite always quite an interesting uh, thing. He were that that figure always reminds me of Mark. If you look at it, that kind of like shocked look on his face when he sees another carbonized figure. <laughs> He's got like Mark's pointy up nose and stuff. Yeah, very very similar. Mark, I think that is your double action figure. Are you saying that I look like Chewbacca Macquarie concept? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see where I'm coming from? I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Stu. It's a good job we're not all sat in the same room right now. I think we've cracked that one. 
All right, okay. I'm, next time I come back, I'm, I'm going to have a right good old troll through all the <laughs> Star Wars crap, and I'm going to find something like Oh, you. come on. What and are you going to hit me with? Romba, Romba or Uncle Gundy? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, uh, nice choices. There's too many to go through. Before we close out then, boys, everything we've spoken about tonight, and there has been quite a lot, if you were having to pick up one thing that you haven't pre-ordered or you haven't bought, what what would you be going after tonight, uh, Craig? Is this a what-if kind of question? Like, Or is this a, are you definitely going to do it? No, 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 not definitely. If if you could have any piece, what would you be having? Uh, um, if I could have any piece and somebody was going to buy it for me, probably the Razor Crest, but I really like um, the Hot Toys Lando. Nice, nice, good choices, uh, Mark. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have the Razor Crest, so that's off the list. So, and if money was no object, I'd have that Rancor probably. Yeah, nice choice, nice choice, Dan. Yeah, the Rancor as well. Yeah, I, I would have gone with the Rancor as well. Just such a dominant piece, or probably maybe a, a carbonized Cara June, probably on the same sort of page as the Regal Robot. Say what, Stu? You, you're going to get a right good hard smack. Around the back of the head. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you to the barbers. I'm going to give you a nice skin fade around the back of the head. And <laughs> then you're going to get full skin on skin slap. Skin on skinner. Obviously, we've got lots and lots of shows which you can go and uh, listen back over any of your podcast outlets. But we're also now available on Alexa. So literally, all you've got to say, if I do this right, and you're in a room with Alexa, I might be able to get this out. Alexa play generation skywalker podcast and that should take you straight to the podcast and you can flip through any episode you want and if you have got an alexa show you can just go on there and say alexa play generation skywalker on youtube and you will bring up all our enhanced shows um, something that's been set up since the last show don't forget to go over to www.generationskywalker.com We've got all the blogs. The latest blog from Dan is over there. And there's also links to all the shows. And, of course, over on YouTube, search Generation Skywalker. You will find all our enhanced shows, plus a couple of those unboxing videos. Plenty going on over there at the moment. And, of course, you can find us across all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Generation Skywalker. There is a post most days about something we've discussed on a show, observations and stuff, you know. They are pretty busy places. So if you do like a bit of Star Wars in your timelines, please, please, please follow our pages. Boys, always nice. Always enjoy a bit of bit of modern chat. And I've just noticed while we've been chatting that on the 9th of October, there is another Hasbro Pulse evening with more announcements. So that's in three days from when we're recording. The show may or may not be out before then. But yeah, so more announcements already going to be starting to come in for next month it seems relentless at the moment but it is for this month goodbye from dan this is the way it is goodbye from mark good night and it is goodbye from craig cheerio and it is good night from me we are generation skywalker <laughs>